My name is Kate Woodward. I lead this um, wonderful church with my husband, Neil Woodward. Neil? Where is he? Oh, darling. It's because I knock on the door so people can say hello. Here he is. Yay! Here's my lovely Neil. He's... Are you eating the cake, darling? No. No. Courtcha. Courtcha. Oh, how wonderful. Okay. Right, we better get on with it then. So, uh, if you've got a Bible, please turn with me to John 8. I haven't put it up on a projection, so I thought you might have your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles, there's some at the front here. And do get it out on your phones. However, it's just really good to look at the word together. John 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And at dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger, which I love, which completely takes away the sort of, you can imagine the, the sort of awkwardness of it all. So he just goes down to the ground, makes himself small. And when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up. And said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left. And the women still still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Do you all know that this Lord of us does not condemn any of you? Do you know that this Lord of us There is nothing too much for him. Do you know this Lord of ours? It can feel like you've got to climb the highest mountain, but it's never, ever impossible with him. Everything is possible with the Lord. And one of the vineyard values, one of the most beautiful vineyard values is come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. I always had the vision of the church as being a church with really strong pillars of worship and compassion and evangelism and all the rest of the things that we find important, but with having no walls at all. So all can come in and see the Lord, see the cross, see the power of the cross. But all are welcome. All come in. The Lord does not condemn anyone. That is the most powerful word. Then neither do I condemn you. This church with no walls would be a place where all would be easy to come in. Access would be easy. There'd be lots of fresh air. I'm a great believer in fresh air. 
There'd be no, no stench, no sort of, you know, where the air gets sort of turned over again and again. There'd be lots of fresh air. But a place where people can find the Lord. And even at the back, the Lord can touch you. But it depends on how close, how much you're going to allow the Lord to come in. That's your choice. You can stand at the back and have a whole fullness of Christ and still stand at the front and have nothing. It's your choice of heart. But the Lord does not condemn you. We have all come with our stuff to church, even including Neil and I. But the important thing is to remember that Jesus does not condemn us, but he does challenge us and invites us to move forward in freedom. So that verse I said at the very beginning of the church, Amos 5, seek me and live. Doesn't it just make you feel like, you know, that's what, just seek me and live. Live. Sometimes I sometimes feel like I'm not really living life the full. I'm not alive enough. But I know if I'm in the Lord, completely focused on him, I can seek him and live to the fullness. And that's what he wants for all of us. That's what he's saying to this woman. Neither do I condemn you, but go now and leave your life of sin. We do have to put things down. We do have to be challenged by Christ, by our friends. It is important, but it's up to us. We have the choice to let it go. I always imagine as the church no walls, as people come close, I imagine the cross in the center, it's like an around or how they do Soul Survivor, which they're about to get ready, so we must pray for them with all the youth. They do a randall so the cross can be seen all around. And 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 it's on and people come into the church to feel the warmth of the Lord, to feel his tenderness, his love, his acceptance, his guidance, his reassurance, his power, his beauty. But for the church, we must let people see it on the outside in. Let us be a church with no walls. Let us be that. I'm having to run quick. For me, it all started with signs and wonders. Karen, how lovely to see you. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Karen, start. I'm just thinking. You know, when we did that, that lovely interview and you came and Karen, when we first took over the church, Karen Sarah did this most amazing, she was interviewing me and she did this most amazing skid in front of the church and it was just so amazing. But uh, random, I know, but it's lovely to see you. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. That's so nice to see you. So anyway, I was studying dance at college and... Um, I was really, some of you know this story, but I just wanted to share a bit of it. And um, I, I was at college and I was a dancer and I was pretty burnt by life. I wasn't a Christian at this point. And I was coming into my final year and um, at college we were doing, and down in bottom site they were showing The Exorcist. And do not see that film, it's horrible. And then up at top site, John and Debbie Wright, who are about to take over the movement in England from John and Ellie Mumford in Nottingham now, were at this church and they got planted out quickly. And uh, they went and came to our college to do a healing seminar. And um, it was, and I went and thought, right, I'll go and see what's going on, what, what the Lord's doing, what, what's going on up there. So I stood on the edge, really, just observing. And I saw miracles happen. I saw legs grow. I saw people say that they would be healed. Debbie was swinging people's arms who were saying that we were sore. 
crazy things were going on. And I was just observing, thinking, wow. And the sense of peace I got from these people, and they were just were filled with joy. I was just like, hmm, I could do with a bit of that. But I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. Anyway, Debbie leaned over to me, and she said, Kate, okay, why don't you come to church? So I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a go. So I went to church. I was a smoker then. And uh, I used to stand at the back. We were at Rains Park High School when all, before the smoking laws came in. And I used to smoke one cigarette at the back of church just to show them I was a rebel not to be touched. And, uh, and, but people always passed by and said, oh, you know, Kate, God loves you. And uh, as time went on and on, okay, I was thinking that's not such a bad idea that God might love me. And uh, so anyway, this went on for three months. I just sat and observed. And, um, and then, and I felt, I could see these guys. I always saw the back of them. So I saw everyone worshipping in freedom. I could see them worshipping the Lord. And, uh, well, there was, I was thinking, who do they love so much to worship like that? Who do they love? Who, who on earth would they love to worship in such freedom? And then one day, uh, I was reading the Bible about Jesus. And then one day, um, John Wright did a call up. And my heart seated so crazy. And I felt like I was going to faint to the back. And I thought, and I, my body, you know how sometimes your body reacts before your mind does? My body was at the front of church and before I knew it. And then my mind was like there and I had given my life to Christ. And I prayed the prayer. And, um, and I prayed the prayer with John. And it was, it was indescribable. Golly, guys. What we have, who we know, is such beauty, such perfect love. He came to free me so I could live in fullness. And I stood there saying, I want it all. I want it all, Lord. If you are who you say you are, if nothing is too great for you, I want it all. I want to run and not grow weary. I want to walk and not be faint. I want to pull people into the kingdom for you. And I just was, I was sort of um, just arrested in the Holy Spirit then and then. I couldn't move. I wept. I wept just at the beauty of his love. The, the, um, just the reassurance, the acceptance that I received was astounding. I felt the Lord, I felt like the Lord looked at me and said, I love you, Kate. I love you. And, and wash away the tears, the frustrations, the hurt of the past. It was just outstanding. And I just, just didn't want to move from that place where I received him. Do you remember where you received Christ? Let us never, ever forget that awesome moment, that reassurance, that perfect love that we received. So anyway, I received Christ and then my dancing all changed. I was, I was doing a really sort of, you know, not aggressive movements before, but I was doing my final year piece. It was all about, you know, quite strong, strong topics. And then suddenly it all changed. And I did my final year piece on John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 
God did not send his son to, to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Isn't that amazing? He does not condemn us. Yes, we've got stuff in our past, but there is such freedom to have. It's your choice to let it go, to lay it at the foot of the cross, to say, I'm done with it, Lord. Come into my life. There is nothing too big for God. Nothing. So I did this piece, and um, it was in a massive studio, beautiful dance floor. And I was just thinking, no one is going to get away with not knowing what this is all about. So I had the John 3.16 text out printed i had a cross in the middle of the place and i was in the lighting box and i can safely say it's the only time i've heard the audible voice of god and he said i will be here and the guy in the lighting box i said did you say that and he said i didn't hear anything and i was like okay he's gonna be here oh my gosh i'm terrified but just to say i you know i spent time on this because i would like i've heard some artists do i would pray and then i would ask the lord to give me a movement And most of the movement was all about the Holy Spirit coming down and also about just freedom. And so I was just like, come Holy Spirit. And I had three dancers who were not Christians out of the seven. And by the time I had finished doing the dance, they had become Christians. The day the piece was was on, um, people in the audience were from all walks of life just couldn't understand this feeling they were feeling and i could hear people and all my dancers came they couldn't understand what it's all about and i said didn't you tell them can they read it's all about jesus it's all about jesus there are so many things i could tell you but time's running out about jesus that i adore but just so you know this one that we worship this one that we give our lives to This trinity, it is the deal. It is the real deal. I was looking for something authentic. I want a church that's authentic. I want a church, no walls. That Christ can be seen in all different angles. By us. And just one thing. I need to finish up. I've only barely started, but I need to finish up. But just to say that, don't ever forget us all. I thought Neil was coming up and to tell me to stop. But I felt like, um, just to say, don't ever forget where you've come from. Never forget where you've come from in your journey with Christ. Because there are people always coming who need to know that there is a way. There is a truth. Come all who are thirsty. Come to the waters and drink. Come and be satisfied. Come. Come to your Lord, who adores you, but does not condemn you. Why don't you stand and I'll pray.